2: Right along with Laura Reynolds as she talks to the auto designers, creators, and makers about the automobiles we love as we go Driving in Heels.
3: It's Driving in Heels. I'm Laura Reynolds, your host, and on this week's podcast, I talk directly to Chevrolet safety engineer Trisha Morrow. She says a new survey shows 61% of parents are concerned about their teen on the road because of lost practice time due to the pandemic. Then I speak with Ford Mustang marketing manager, Jim Owens, as he talks about the new Mustang Ice White Edition Appearance Package. So let's get started with Chevrolet safety engineer, Tricia Morrow. I was so interested to read about the survey that you guys did, because I mean, as a mom, you're going to always be worried about your kids. But this survey to me shows that we're even more worried than before.
4: Absolutely, and you know maybe it's with good reason. You know, so with back to school, um, Chevy worked with the Harris Poll to conduct a survey of parents to find out what they really thought about returning to the road. You know, after this pandemic, you know, fifty-six percent of parents say they drove less during the pandemic, and now that we're coming back, you know, what do they think? You know, what it found was really in the vein of three key themes. Uh, Parents worry for themselves. They worry about being back back on the road as they prepare for the school year. 68% of parents indicate that being back on the road every day is a concern when they're thinking about their kids going back to school they found that they're worried for their teens. Less experienced teens may face even a more aggressive road environment than they would before. And 61% of parents agree that they're concerned about their teen on the road because of potential lost practice time during the pandemic. And we also found that parents, they really do lean on in-vehicle technologies for extra peace of mind. You know, for example, the 2020 Chevy Traverse has, you know, a great suite of safety features. And 79% of parents, almost 80% of parents, agree that these in-vehicle technologies give them an extra peace of mind on the road, which you know, can be great because a lot of us haven't driven in a really long time or you know, driven significantly.
3: That's gotta be a little bit of peace of mind, knowing that the technology is in the car. But what else as parents? can they do to help um, the kids that haven't been driving for a while?
4: You know, I think even as parents or when when we're talking about parents or our teens, it's really important that we re-familiarize ourselves with the vehicles. You know, some of us have gotten back into routines and gotten back up on the roads, but many of us might not have. So make sure you understand all the vehicle technologies that you have, you know, re-familiarize yourself with the car, you know, and make sure, you know, and this is whether it's post-pandemic or any time, always follow the rules of the road. Go slow, always wear your seatbelt, every position, every time, and keep those phones down. You know, and especially as we go back to school, talk to your teen about safe driving. Talk to them about reduced speeds during or in school zones. Understand what the the rules of your school drop off is to make sure that even as I'm always running late, um, that we don't double park and we don't let our kids run through traffic. You know, the safety of our kids is paramount. And, you know, practicing safe driving behaviors
3: is what's going to lead to the start of a really great safe school year. Well, Trisha, you're a mom of two, so give us your best mom speech about driving safely.
4: Oh, my gosh. When my daughter leaves, she knows, you know, drive slow, eyes up, phones down, seatbelts on. I mean, it is a safety mantra. I can't imagine what it's like growing up as, you know, a daughter of a safety engineer. (laughs) Learning to drive must have been really funny for her, but... Um, you know, it's, it's something that we talk about all of the time. Safe driving is so important, um, not only to our family, but to everyone on the road.
3: I like how you put that earlier about, um, re yourself with the technology in the vehicle. Um, maybe that's where we need to take some time and go back in the vehicle and just go around the neighborhood and, and, you know, look at all the different tech that we need to use again.
4: Absolutely. You know, and there's so much new technology that's coming out. You know, the 2020 Chevy Traverse has Chevy Safety Assist, which is standard on all trim levels. It includes six safety features, such as automatic emergency braking and front pedestrian braking. It also includes teen driver, which is one of my favorite features, um, which helps the parents continue the conversation of safe driving, even when your child's You know, not with you. And it also includes a new feature called buckle to drive, which is a really strong seatbelt reminder. And the feature can actually prevent the driver from shifting out of park if they're not wearing their seatbelt. So again, really stressing the importance of wearing your seatbelt. It really is, you know, regardless of all the technology in the car, your seatbelt is still, you know, your number one safety feature. Buckling that belt is the number one action anyone can take to protect themselves in a crash.
3: I love that safety, uh, safety belt feature. Is that in, is that standard? Is that in all of your cars?
4: Buckle to drive is standard on the 2022 Chevy Traverse, and it's being rolled out um, across the portfolio.
3: Oh, excellent. Cause I, I think that would have to give parents a lot of peace of mind knowing that, you know what, the car's just not going to go. I don't care what you do.
4: Absolutely. And it's also within teen driver, um, you can set buckle to drive as, as always on. So with your teen driver, not only will the radio mute, if the driver and detected passenger are not wearing their seatbelt, this buckle to drive feature will also be active. Just giving them one more reminder of the importance of wearing their seatbelt.
3: What are the different things that we can see in teen driver?
4: So teen driver, when the parents go in, they can set, uh, audio limits, so how how high the volume can go in the vehicle. On my daughter's car, I've set a speed limit. So uh, if she goes over 40 miles an hour, she'll get an alert. Um, when you go in after the drive, you can see things like how many times the active safety features engaged, because with Teen Driver, those are automatically on. You can see how many wide open throttle events they had, the distance they drove, um, just a lot of helpful information. You know, for example, you could say, why did your you know, active safety features engage so many times? And really have that conversation about the scenario that occurred that you know, they happen to go off. So continuing that conversation about safe driving.
3: I love it. So it's going to tell on me if I start doing some drifting. (laughs)
4: Yep, Lane Keep Assist with Lane Departure Warning will absolutely let you know if you are drifting out of your lane.
3: (laughs) I just think that's such an awesome feature because, you know, as parents, we worry about kids all the time, you know, what they're doing, where they're going. And this is just one more piece to the puzzle to make sure they're as safe as they possibly can be.
4: For sure, and you talk about features like automatic emergency braking, you know, that will actually, you know, these features, first, these active safety features have been proven by the University of Michigan Transportation Research Institute that they work and that they do help reduce crash speeds or help avoid crashes altogether. And you look at a feature like automatic emergency braking, you know, my daughter hasn't become reliant on it, but there has been times when that feature has actually stopped the vehicle before she's gotten into a crash. Now it's not a slow stop. I mean, it's, it's somewhat dramatic when the vehicle stops. And I like to think that she's learned the lesson about following too closely or different events without having a wrinkled fender to show
3: for it, or, you know, perhaps worse. Wow, that's, that's amazing. I, I uh, thinking about when you were talking about your daughter driving, you know, I think sometimes they just don't have that feeling that we do as adults that I better put a little more caution in my driving. And so that's a neat feature, just to remind them and to teach them along the way. Absolutely. You know,
4: with all of the driving that we've done as adults, you know, there's a certain level of expertise or learning, you know, you learn to watch several cars ahead. And with these new drivers, you know, especially during the pandemic where they might not have gotten as much experience on the road, it's so important that they learn those lessons. And I, I like to think that sometimes these active safety features can help learn them lessons the
3: lessons without severe consequences. Absolutely. Is, do you have any data or any, like, um, you know, educated guess how long it takes a teen driver to really become, you know, a better driver, you know, more towards an adult status?
4: I don't have any data on the length of time. You know, it has a lot to do with how much you drive right? If the more you're on the road, the more expertise, the more situations you're exposed to and the more you learn. So it's just like with any skill, you know, practice makes perfect.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. Trisha, do you have any advice for parents that are listening right now and thinking, oh my gosh, I got to get on top of this? You know, just school can be
4: stressful, drop-off can be stressful, your teen driver can be stressful. And, you know, Chevy offers some little extra peace of mind with our safety features that we involve or that we have. And I would just make sure that we always eyes up, phones down, seatbelts on.
3: I'm going to put that on a loop, you know, that you just did because uh, you, you talk about that all the time and I love it. You know, eyes up, phone down <laughs> every time.
4: Absolutely. Well, you know, they're just... Good safety behaviors that, whether we're an adult or a teen, we all need to be reminded of, and we all need to practice every day, you know, just to make sure that you know we're all safe on the road.
3: You know, Trisha, you should just put your voice in all the vehicles. <laughs> put your seatbelt on. <laughs> there you go. They need that mom voice in there. <laughs> right. Well, Trisha, is there anything else you'd like
4: to add? Uh, just for more information, I uh, would encourage everyone to reach out to Chevy.com.
3: And and go ahead and take a look at those safety features and, boy, get that app on your phone. Thank you again to Tricia Morrow. Make sure to subscribe to Driving in Heels to hear more manufacturer interviews every week. When we return, Ford Mustang Marketing Manager Jim Owens tells us why the Mustang is cool as ice. That's next on Driving in Heels.
0: Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards.
2: This is Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. Each week, Laura talks with auto manufacturers to keep you in the know about the latest and greatest in the cars, trucks, and SUVs you love to drive. Here's more Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds.
3: I'm Laura Reynolds, and you're listening to Driving in Heels. Mustang lovers, listen up as Ford Mustang Marketing Manager Jim Owens tells us which new Mustang is going to be a collector's car. I am just so glad to talk to you today because um, you know I love Mustangs the most and you've got Thank a, you. And you've got a <laughs> new uh, edition coming out, but I got to tell you, Jim, and I don't know if I've told you this before, I have a triple white Fox convertible. Parked-
6: no, you, you've got the 93 yes. triple white. Yay! Fox Body, Yay! I love it. That was, you know, that was the impetus of this vehicle. Um, you know, beyond the, 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 you know, the press release and stuff like that, where it talks a little bit about that. Literally, we were sitting in what we call a franchise room, and we were talking about, you know, the various, um, you know, specialty editions that we've done over the years that we haven't done, and we did a lot of names throughout the older generations, right? The twister edition, the blue bonnet edition, the you know, high country special. Um, I even did a heat version in Miami one point in time. And uh, long story, but we did like smaller versions of it, but they were always off of historical names. So what we decided was that we needed to engage with the Fox body crowd, <laughs> right? Those are the folks that are probably investing the most money in, to the vehicles today to refurbish them. So why not bring something back from that period and that triple white, especially with the, you know, the ability to do the clear tail lamps and the ability to do the, um, the, the white wheels now in a much better finish than what we were capable of doing back in the nineties. Um, and then to tie it in really to it's, you know another member of the Mustang family, the Mach-E in a manner that was authentic, and then, in theory, will be collectible.
3: Oh, that is just so awesome. This has got to be a gorgeous vehicle. Have you uh, had a chance to sit in it?
6: Oh, yeah. So um, how we built the vehicle for the launch, because, you know, we're not doing 22s yet, and, you know, due to the chip shortage, we've been down quite a few weeks at the plant. Um, We had to build it from a base car up. So, so the reveal property like was hand-built and we literally, I got the chance to go down Motor City Solutions does a bunch of our work for us and they built that one and I got to go down while they were building it. So the seats and the stitching and the dash top. And so there's a lot more in it than from your triple white back in the day that was attention to detail that kind of goes to that triple white methodology and, and we're excited about it. We really are.
3: Oh, yeah, I bet. You know, and we haven't told everybody it's a new special edition, the ice white edition for the
6: Mustang. Yep. And you know, the Mustang ice white appearance package, <laughs> and it's available on Mach. We, so we can't duplicate your car. It is only on coupes. Um, we did not do it on convertibles, which is a bummer. Um, but uh, so you can do it on the Mach E, and then you can do it on the EcoBoost Coupe Premium and the GT Coupe Premium.
3: Oh, nice. And that's starting with the 22s, right?
6: 22 model year, correct. Um, and you know, that'll be available in the calendar year in the dealerships in 22.
3: So what are we talking um, for the special edition? What type of price range?
6: Um, we haven't announced pricing yet, but it, you know, it, with Mustang, it's you know still fast, fun, and affordable, right? You know, we still relative performance value. Um, so, you know, we'll always keep that in mind as we're doing the pricing, um, because we do want people to buy this and, you know, given its limited nature, I, this is just me, right. As a, as a brand and somewhat of a, an enthusiast myself, you know, I picture this and not the trademark version, the seven up car, you know, some of those cars that, that, um, kind of had a little life of their own, like there won't be a white. Mustang registry, like there is the yellow Mustang registry or the red Mustang registry, but, but I think it's going to find a place that, you know, 20 years from now, when my kids are wheeling me over here to Woodward, (laughs) that, that I, that I'll see some, that I'll see some that are in there and, you know, being used and displayed proudly.
3: That is just so, uh, okay. Take us on a a bit of a walk around because I'm wondering, like, did you embroider the seats with the pony? Did you, you know, what did you?
6: Yeah. So, so there is a a white pony in the front grill, right? So, which is, you know, historically like in the black package, you know, we've done the, the, the black package of it. And that's that darker. We've done the Argent pony with the Mach one um you know that snake with the the that tiffany snake that's in the front of it so it's going to lead with that which is you know the first exterior badge that we've done on the pony in that color um you know on yours we had it stitched in the seat right so i can't sit there and say it's the first white pony that's been on the cars but we it will be the first one that's in there um interior and i wish i could wish the Wi-Fi was strong enough. I could kind of walk you around and we could sit in it as I was doing this interview. Um, but the, the white dash, so the, the stitching on the premium, when you get the upgrade on the interior, which comes with the, the premium package, that stitching is unique for this vehicle. Um, so that's a unique dash top. The, the, the stitching going down through the, like the, the foot wells, um, you have your individual seat. Um that that have a white contrast to it. So um it's not and I don't, you're not old enough to remember this, but like when we did the Jack Nicholas edition town cars when they were the the dark green and that supple white leather that's interior, it's not quite that level of a contrast white, but um somewhere between the uh, exterior white and the Wimbledon that was like on the GT350. Uh, Yeah. So, so it's a really cool color contrast when you open it up. Um, To me, my favorite part behind the pony up front is, and we, you know, we had long discussions on that. Like, do we, you know, we don't change the pony um, without, you know, substantial forethought. Um, But the really cool thing is the clear tail lamps on the back. So, you know, we have the European clear tail lamps for their, you know, their federal motor vehicle safety standard stuff. And based off of the research that we were able to do, we could actually put that in on the package. So, you know, when I was a kid and I was sitting in Cary off of Route 14 in Illinois, and we'd be sitting there and watching the cars go by and identifying them by the tail lamps, you will not only be able to know that this is a Mustang, but what year Mustang it is and what package it is by the rear taillights, which is pretty cool.
3: That is just so awesome. I'm sitting here drooling, just as you're sitting here t- talking about it. So is, it's limited, right? I mean, do we need? Well,
6: to- so it's production limited, right? There's a, It's it's not like a limited edition, quote unquote, like we did with the Mach One, where you know we're not announcing numbers as it goes, but um, you know it it it, it 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 won't be completely at free demand. Let me put it that way.
3: But luckily, I have, you know, a friend in the business. Uh, and...
6: <laughs> Absolutely. When, you, when you're ready, we'll do the pictures of your new one and your 93 Fox body triple white version side by side.
3: Um, my garage just had an upgrade. <laughs>
6: <laughs> so you just need to put a lift in there so you can pull both of them up in there at the same time.
3: <laughs> that would be fun to see them side by side, though it really wouldn't
6: yeah actually we, we we didn't do the images uh for the reveal um but we did pull a triple white side by side like when we were doing the the designs of it um like i said the the pre production units aren't done yet which is why we had to build the the reveal car um and that completed last week when we were in monterey so we didn't have time to actually do that. But that's one of the things that we're going to try to do here, um, if not at Woodward at the next place that I take it, is get a good picture. But we did have the Fox body car. Uh, there's a couple of people within Ford who are on the Mustang team who own that as well. And so we were able to take a look at it as, as the VP designers were, were going through it. It was pretty, pretty Cool.
3: Man, I'm just so excited about this.
6: I'm glad. And, and it is. And I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not a huge performance announcement. It's not anything, but in making Mustang, everybody wants to personalize their Mustang, right? They want to make it theirs. And in a lot of it we try to do from the factory, but then, you know, the, the whole SEMA business, you know, the most customized vehicle on the planet, right? It, it, then people want to make it different well this provides them a different canvas to personalize it where it will be very unique for them
3: oh that is just cool Jim I am definitely going to check out this vehicle for my own garage (laughs) this is just going to be we will
6: make sure we will have to make sure we try to get one down there in your market
3: (laughs) well that's what my next question was going to be are only certain dealers going to be able to get these you know for the
6: showroom no it's um no, it's not like the Shelby program and, you know, it's, it, you know, just like the Mach one and the rest of the Mustang family, it, it will be available to all of the dealers.
3: Okay, great. Well, this is something to look forward to. Come on 22.
6: <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, within Mustang, we are always looking for things, you know, to keep, you know, to keep it fresh and to keep it. And we've gone off of, you know, the our gen six, which was 2015. Um, you know, they keep getting better. The engineers keep learning more about it, and the designers keep learning more about it. And it's it's always fun to reveal a package like this.
3: You know, I'm just going to ask you a personal question: How do I research what my Triple White Fox is actually worth? It's it's stock condition.
6: So, so I mean it. So there's a couple of things I do. First, Kevin Marty, um, the, the Marty Report. So if you look at M A R T I. A report, search for it, you'll pull it up. Kevin Kevin is the keeper of all knowledge and wisdom when it comes to our Navis database. So, <laughs> he has the decoder ring, right? <laughs> we we have the files, we have the data, but we don't have anybody who has the decoder ring back in, you know, basically from 66 forward. Well, we lost 65-66 from 67 forward. Um, so, then you can kind of get your one of whatever number in the 93 Fox body, right? Then um, what I would suggest is the, you know, in through the collector car auctions, because that triple white Fox body is a little bit different, unique, there would probably be very few of them to go through. Um, But when they do, they're probably going to pull. The Fox body is just now starting to come around, right? From a value standpoint, Um, more so historically in the resto mod, than in the original equipment side, um, but a lot of the people who are slightly younger than me, right, remember the Fox Body as their car that they, you know, were tweaking and tuning, mm-hmm. and so that's going to start to grow. So my humble opinion, you know, given what I do with the Barrett Jackson folks and the Meekums and the collector car auctions, um, I, I would believe that the value of the Fox Body is on the increase, and I'd hold off like keeping it longer would be probably better.
3: I tell you, I'd be sad if it, you know, if I had to get rid of it, I would.
6: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm looking at, do I sell my 07? I have a one of one KR, um, that when I worked for Carol and, you know, my third daughter is taking her tomorrow to Michigan state. (laughs) Um, and so I've got two of them who've graduated, which means I've gone through, you know, basically, well, nine years worth of college education funding already, <laughs> and I still have four more left. Oh. Um, so yeah, it, w- it would be a tough decision to do it. I keep trying to, you know, find money so I don't have to sell it, <laughs> so I can keep it. <laughs> My girlfriend and her son are like, you can't get rid of that car. He's a. Um. Uh, He's got an 06. uh, He's 17. He's got an 06 uh, GT with the Ford racing cam in it. It's 435 to the crank and about 106 decibels at idle. Oh Um, Yeah, we slopped the original KR exhaust. We changed the control arms out. Um, He's so sad right now that the four-piston Brembo's that he fit don't clear underneath his wheels. So now we're trying to put spacers in. And anyways, they don't want me to sell it either. And we hope to keep it on, right? You find ways to to rationalize keeping something like that.
3: Oh, yeah. I've, I've always told friends they're going to just have to bury me in that car. Because <laughs> 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 I love it. <laughs>
6: uh, well, it was so nice talking with you, yeah, Laura.
3: It was nice talking to you, too. I appreciate you and all your extra efforts, you know, to, to get on the show today.
6: No and you know we enjoy it and you can tell there's a bunch of passionate people like me around here who really get love this stuff and we appreciate like your your interest and your listeners' interests.
3: Well terrific. Well I hope the rest of your day goes smooth.
6: Thank you and yeah one one and a half million of our closest friends and <laughs> 43,000 cars <laughs> just outside the end exit over oh, here.
3: <laughs> nice. Thank you again to Jim Owens for joining us. Make sure to subscribe to Driving in Heels to hear more manufacturer interviews. Every week, I talk directly to manufacturers to get you the latest information about vehicles you're interested in. No opinions, just straight facts from the automakers themselves. I'm your host, Laura Reynolds, and that wraps up this week's Driving in Heels.
2: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Driving in Heels. There'll be more next week when Laura Reynolds talks directly to the manufacturers about the cars you love and the cars you want to know more about on Driving in Heels.